Wow, I sure do love Stranger Things. Oh, hey, it's me, Goku, and you're listening to the Public Beta Podcast. Hey, thanks for signing up. It's the Public Beta Podcast. For July 9th, 2022, it is Saturday morning. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hi, hello. This week, I get the impatient Judge Judy gif, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah, we plan to record on here Saturday morning. The last time we recorded, Reed, was June 25th, which, sa- which sounds like a million years oh, ago. Oh, my God. Well, it's actually only like two weeks because it's just been... Two weeks. It's just yeah, been like exactly. two weeks. <laughs> but then, uh, so some, uh, the patriarch of one side of my family basically shows up, uh, under, like, wants to do the tour of Winnipeg, so he's over at my Was parents' fucking house. fucking Yakuza, you're calling him the patriarch? He's the patriarch, well, he's like the oldest, uh, family member on that side of the family. He's like my great uncle. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's hanging out, his granddaughter's there, and then some of my cousins just came over. Small gathering, nice backyard affair. Uh, so I, I picked up myself by my bootstraps, and I went over there, and I played guitar for like three or four hours, and just drank scotch. And I'm like, this is what I want to do the night before. I told Reed we'd record a really early podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then, lo and behold, I checked my cell phone, which was in and out, uh, as Canada experienced a nationwide telecommunications outage with Rogers yesterday. I apologize if I'm a little... That's that's no good. That ASMR, that's no good. I'm going to try to <laughs> drink this coffee and fix that. Uh... But uh, you had someone uh, trip the fire alarm. Is that the first time that's happened to you? Yeah, at this building, yes, it was. So, like, yeah, I was playing um, Call of Duty with my buddy at, like, I don't know, it was, like, 11, 11, 15. Uh, sure. And then, yeah, the fire alarm went off, and it's really fucking loud in my, like, really fucking yeah. loud. Like, Is yours one of the beepy ones? It's just, like, beep, yeah, beep. Yeah, yeah. So, so my cat just... <laughs> Like, blitzes it to the closet and hides under, like, there's, like, a table yeah. in there, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's probably just going to go away in, like, 30 seconds. I look outside and there's fire trucks pulling up. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, I, I mean, you could still you could still roll those dice because chances are it's, like, somebody triggered the fire alarm on the... So, in our apartment, that would happen, you know, twice a year. And it would be some motherfucker deep frying at, like, 12, like 12 midnight... And he has a flare-up, and it catches the sprinklers and fills his apartment with water. And everybody else has to go stand in the parking lot in their pajamas holding their cats. Yeah, uh, so I had to, I had to like, grab my cat. And, it, like, of course, the kennel isn't actually at home. It's at, like, Maggie's cousin's, right? Sure. So I'm like, oh, my, my cat is going to fucking hate this. <laughs> um, so I, like, just, like, bear hug my cat. And I yeah. and I like grab like the essentials, right? Like my wallet, my switch, a bunch of weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I fucking like half eaten pizza. Yeah, I I'm in like flip flops, sweats and a sweater, and I just blitz yeah, it. Fuck yeah. Blitz it downstairs with my cat and throw them in my car. Yeah. Uh, yep. This like you're it's like you're describing a, an actual memory of mine. Like, yeah. This is this is 100% how it goes every time. So through the cat in the car, I'm fucking freaking out kind of cuz this hasn't happened before to me. Um so yeah, fire you get bonus points for saving the cat. Yeah. Um, and then I was like all I could think about was like fuck would they let me go back up so I can re- save my PC and my PS5? <laughs> um That's a that's a weird th- it was late at night. 
Uh, you were in the middle of playing video games, though, so you were awake. That's a that's a weird thought to have. The idea is that you grab the irreplaceable things, and you just you just go. Well, yeah, uh, but so like the cat. I already you saved the... the cat at that point, so yeah. I was like, all yeah. right, I got yes. already no, have the essentials. Now I can go back yeah. for you know, kind of like a like a like, like a video you're like game. If quest. there's time, I've already saved the the irreplaceables. Maybe I go pick up some photo albums or whatever else I got up there. But the, the PS the PC and the PS5. It'd be funny if you just went back in and then came back out with both of those under your arms. Yeah, people are like uh, fuck yeah priorities. So did you figure out what it was? Someone just no the alarm. Someone no idea. Just right. I was hanging That's, out at my yeah. car and then at some point I just saw everybody starting to walk back in and the fire trucks left. So like okay, Sick. <laughs> I was like okay great. So I waited till everybody cleared and I picked up the cat again and holy fuck by the way like this cat was so mad seeing all these people and yeah. going through all these loud noises. My shoulder. Is so scratched up, it's fucking oh, wild. Shit. Yeah, he's just digging into me, and he's just like, "Meow." <laughs> uh, we have we had two cats. One of them is like, you get, like a fire alarm goes off, you just kind of pick him up, and he'll just sit in your arms. He'll like yell, but he will just sit. Uh, and then the other one would disappear as soon as the fire alarm went off. That cat would vanish. Yeah, uh, off the face of the planet. And you, we, I still to this day don't know where he was hiding. I would usually be able to coerce him. Of course, it's a really chill time while the fire alarm's going off, and you're like <laughs> thinking of just the ticking clock of just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna die because this cat is hiding in a, some corner of a closet. I don't know, but uh, that that sucks. But everything's okay. Uh, you, obviously, it wasn't too late. It was like 11 p.m. Right? That's not, yeah. We we got back That's... in around uh, quarter to midnight or so. Yeah, yeah. If you were, if it was like you just dozed off. At like 1.30 a.m. or something like that. Oh, that fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking really nuts suck. are hanging out of your box. <laughs> <laughs> trying to carry the cat down. Uh, yeah, I got home around 12.30 a.m. from the shenanigans I mentioned. Uh, and then I'm like, you know what? It's such a nice night. I laid out in my hammock and I ate some ramen. Wow. What, a, what a thing yeah. to do. And now, Nary, seven hours later, we are here to talk to you about not video games. because who Did you play Neon White? Uh, I bought it and then I refunded it so I could have a little bit of Damn. money back so I could have uh, put it towards FF7 Remake for my YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I have not also played it, but let's let's be honest here, Reed. We need to talk about Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we both uh, we both have finished Stranger Things. And I know what you're saying. Is this just like a movie and TV show review podcast now? It's a and bit of that. I say it's a bit of everything. I'd say to that I say no, because otherwise I would talk about that Elvis movie, uh, the Baz Luhrmann one, which everyone should go see. It's fantastic. Go check it out. Uh, but we're we're going to talk about Stranger Things, season four, part two, volume two, uh, volume two, like what's oh, like Kill Bill. Uh, but first, I I did watch <laughs> the second Doctor Strange movie, and I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, didn't I talk about it already on this podcast? I think mm-hmm. I did. I think it was... I think I allowed spoilers or something like that. And yeah. Then, uh, no, it's it's good. It's uh, it's kind of visually driven, I would say. However, I did get into the character of Doctor Strange when he finally starts doing a little strange uh, at the end there and, and jumps into a dead... Spoilers. Into a dead body and gets the uh, fucking demon wings. Uh yes. This is all very good. More of this. My man's got a third eye now, so I'm sure it's going to get weird. Uh, but uh, I thought it was very good. Sam Raimi uh, should... Uh, everything I've watched of Sam Raimi's is, is visually entertaining. 
like everything of his. Uh, it's uh, yeah. yeah. You did, did you ever watch what was it? Quick and the Dead. Quick and the Dead. Was that him? Quick and the Dead. Am I am I making shit up? Hold on. Quick. You got and... a keyboard in front of you? you, you yeah. Googling that shit. I can. I okay. can. What, what does it say? <laughs> 1995 film. Sam Raimi, director. Oh my there god! Go. Right, the Gene Hackman one. That's all fucking yeah. weird. And is that it's Russell got... Crowe? Yes. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. What the fuck? And, uh, have you not seen this movie? No, I didn't know Leo is in a fucking. It's Raimi not a movie. good movie, but it it like. Does this make sense? It's not a good movie, but you should watch it. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> I would probably. I don't know. It's good. Look, you got Tobin Bell. You got Keith David's in this motherfucker. Come on, Jerry Sinise. Let's go. Kevin uh, Conway. Yeah, check this thing out, man. Anyway, that's our movie recommendation of the week. Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, good. I uh, started watching... The, oh, man, I've just been watching fucking Disney+. Plus. I've been watching Simpsons. Been, I've been fucking around, Reed. I've been watching weird stuff. But let's talk about some strange stuff. And that is when apparently Vince McMahon said he bought his competition. <laughs> he was talking about paying for sex <laughs> dude he legitimately paid more for sex than he did for his competition for wcw oh my god oh my god this man paid more in blowjob hush money than he did to buy wcw significantly more he bought wcw for 2.5 million i he paid he there was no payment that he made that was less than 3 million according to the exact article so the even Three, the cheapest blowjob he paid for was the, yeah, he's a terrible uh, man. Yeah, and just and, uh, yeah, just to reiterate, <laughs> like what he did constitutes is that the right word for this as sexual assault. We do not whatsoever condone any of these actions. No, no, no. <laughs> I would like to think that goes without saying. Yeah, but uh, no, we are not glorifying Vince McMahon. This is no. not. Uh, bro, man, you got so many blowjobs. Yeah, man, you wish you were like rich, so you could pay for blowjobs. <laughs> Uh, no, he's, uh, it's like Al Capone getting taken down for tax evasion or whatever the fuck happened. It's, uh, it's a long time coming. And, uh, this man is appearing in the Young Rock show. Uh, this man has a documentary being made no, of that, him that on Netflix canceled. that they have, to, yeah, they have to cancel. You they have did to cancel it. Uh, unless you're going to add on the extra 30 minutes and do the Weinstein fucking twist at the end. Uh, <laughs> but time and again, pro wrestling, like that Ric Flair, Whatever that was, uh, when they talk about the the flight from hell or whatever, and they're talking about him like taking his dick out in front of stewardesses and right, stuff like yeah, that. WWE the, even the man was WWE even said that the heat's off Rick now. So yeah, no, they publicly were like things are good. It's like oh okay, you you never not that you should like necessarily go out your way to vilify the man, but this was a weird moment where all the refs, pro wrestling fans were like, yeah, everybody knows this, and it's just kind of accepted. Uh, and it's, it's Rick, Rick's Rick. What are you, you going to do? Uh, and then everybody else who was seeing that for the first time was like blown away that, oh, this Ric Flair? I know this guy. He did, he did what? Uh, it was really wild. And it's like apparently Vince McMahon's like super defiant about it. Like just business as usual. Like my man, this is, this is fucked up. <laughs> I, I, whatever, 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 whatever. Are you watching any pro wrestling? No, not really, to be honest. I kind of watch, like, clips of it here or there to get the cliff notes, but not yeah. not sitting down watching matches or none of that shit. 
just listening to uh, the Brian Alvarez podcasts and whatnot um, to keep abreast on the, the situation. Uh, I saw a clip the other day, and it was the match between, it was just like an old, old clip of Dynamite, between uh, Kenny Omega, when he was like fake tanned in his like douchebag uh, gimmick, and then uh, against Dragon, against Daniel Bryanson. Oh. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty wild. Because now these two motherfuckers might be gone forever, as far as we know. So all the best to their recovery. And everybody's, man, Big E's fucked up. Like, he's not recovering like he should be. Uh, man, things are pretty wild in pro wrestling. It's a, it's a tumultuous time. Sasha and, and uh, Naomi uh, I think removed they're, from the histories. Yeah, they're removed from the rosters now, internally. Yeah, it's crazy. Wild. All the, all the dirt sheet stuff. Let's go. Reed, let's talk about Stranger Things. You go while I drink this coffee. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Did we talk about part one, volume one already? We did. Yeah. Last episode, we apparently touched on it. I don't know if we. I don't know if you had finished it at that point. I it think it feels like a million years ago. Yeah, I think I mostly finished it at that point. So whatever. I'll, we'll talk about volume two. Volume I want to do two. a quick what? Quick aside. A quick aside for people who are listening to this and are like, I'm bouncing now. Stranger Things is member berries. It sucks. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. The memes. I don't understand them, and then they make me confused and angry. Uh, Stranger Things is a uh, very. If you like the the '80s kitsch, if you like the slasher movies or Close Encounter, E.T., that what have you, Goonies, uh, ass, th- those kind of movies. If you're just out on those, like some people just hate uh, that era of of children's movies, then maybe fucking move along. Uh, but I will say, uh, this, this takes some of the best elements of that heavily borrows from them and kind of makes it their own. And the thing I have to say about Stranger Things that I can't say about a lot of other shows is that everyone is likable. Uh, it's, there's no annoying, there's so many stories going on now. They've split the fucking plot into, Reed, can you count down the plots? Well, there's three major plot lines, I would say, as far as, especially volume two is concerned. So there is the stuff in Russia with Hopper, Joyce, uh, a handsome Russian man, and Yuri and shit. Yeah. <laughs> to throw in the handsome. Yeah, he's, uh, he's super so handsome. So Joyce, is, she gets a doll. Uh, spoilers from here on out. Uh, but, but please, I, I implore you, uh, check out some Stranger Things. Season one of Stranger Things is solid. If you really like it enough to uh, sit through two, which is not so great, three is fantastic, and four is great. Great. And then good yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, I think that's the way to put it. I think that succinctly sums it up. Because um, you couldn't just jump into season three. You, you couldn't, and you wouldn't want to, because you at least want the, the character stuff from, from season one. Or season uh, two. two. Season, man, you should what? just watch I, all of it, fuck. Like, it's so I hard. need to go back and watch season two, because I feel like I don't remember Bob, any of it. Mer- Bob? Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Samwise Gamgee. Yes. Yeah, Samwise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bob. Speaking of the Goonies. Yeah. Um, Will was you know he was kind of tripping. Will's tripping out. Yeah. He's fall- oh that's what, he's, he's like falling Morgan in or whatever. Out of love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Stranger Things season four volume two. I yes. would say not nearly as strong as volume one, but no. You know, it's hard to make. Uh, and I kind of have like a like a theory about this, where 
like you know how there's a lot of confusion behind like whether they were going to do a season five or not, and like you had uh, a bunch of people. I, you had a bunch of people. I can't say I followed it because like it's made up years. Like they're saying season five is dropping in twenty twenty four. That's like the future, and like that's a lot of time. Right. No, but I'm saying like <laughs> there was so much confusion online because like people were saying, "No, this is the final season." They said it, but a bunch. No, of no, yeah, they got somewhere before the first part of four even came out. They they confirmed that there would be one more after this. Yeah. So and that's what it felt like in the volume two. It felt like. Volume two was going to be like another like seven or eight episodes. And then they're like, wait, we can just like turn that into its own season mostly. So they chopped off the first two episodes or maybe three and combined the last two into one, which is why the last episode's two and a half hours. Interesting. And it has that kind of weird time jump to it at the end. Uh, so let's talk about length. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> let's talk about the length of an episode of Stranger Things. That show is variable lengths. I don't think it's it subscribes to any standard runtime. Uh, I think they they vary between forty and an hour usually. Uh, but this last season is just all over the map. Like the the these last two episodes that you get with Volume Two are four hours combined or something like that. Well, majority uh, of the episodes in season four have been one and a half hours. It's pretty much just been the last episode that was two and a half hours. Yeah, honestly. Let's <laughs> let's keep the innuendos going. I don't feel it. I don't feel the length of these episodes because I am interested in all of the plots. Every time they cut to another plot for 10, 15 minutes, uh, they can leave it on a little stinger. They never just cut to the other story without being like, and then what happens? Yeah. Uh, and you got to tune in next time. There's not a lot uh, of downtime, and all the characters are well-defined enough that every time you go to a different plot line, you can instantly enjoy what you're seeing. Like, you know what the objective is of that particular group. You know what the personalities are. And uh, it's fun to see them interact with each other in different ways. Like when Eddie and Steve meet each other for the first time or, you know, shit like that. Yeah. When uh, Eddie tries to kill Steve, you mean? Does Eddie try to kill Steve? They, like, meet him in the boathouse. And doesn't he hold, like, a broken bottle? Oh, to his yeah. Then they make up and then up. they hug and then they drive the <laughs> RV and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that, but that was like that was your you had to have that uh, Lockhorns moment because yeah. apparently that's the only moment you're going to get because they went ahead and uh, spoilers obviously uh, killed off Eddie before this thing wrapped up. Yeah, they had to uh, do the classic old hey we're going to introduce this one character that everybody likes and then they also die the very same season they're introduced. Very much like uh, the Clone High. Yeah, yeah, very much like Barb or Bob or. Um, that Russian guy from season three that everybody likes. Actually, now that you mention it, when you when you take it all the way back to Barb and how, like, there was a weird sect of people who were like, oh, Barb, like, they really latched yeah, on to Barb. Yeah, they're like, Barb, You're, you're Barb. right that they, yeah, that they somehow, it, it, like, inject some sort of excellent new character and then take them away from you. Yeah, ex- yeah Barb, uh, Bob, the Russian guy from season three who everybody liked. Bob's debatable. Let's be honest. No, hey, okay. Don't talk shit about Bob. Everybody liked Bob. But Bob was a good. Bob guy. is the guy because they kill him, right? So. Yeah, but people liked him. Um, and then to a lesser degree, kind of Billy, even though because he is introduced in season two, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that were like, "Oh, now that Billy's not possessed, maybe he'll become like a cool guy." Um, but as we know, <laughs> he just gets instantly stabbed like six times. Yeah, Billy is the Zach. Of Stranger Things. Yeah, so, and, like, that's that's some stuff we have to talk about 
in regards to volume two of season four is sure. <laughs> uh, is is how handsome Billy is. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, let's really talk about this guy. Is he wearing eyeliner? He look like he looks like he, his yeah, eyes just. I know pop. he has that like young Rob Lowe thing going on. Did you want to talk about? Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Saint Elmo's <laughs> fire. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Let's talk about let's talk about volume two of season four because we talked about yes. volume one. So supposedly, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say this was a bad ending because it wasn't, but it definitely. Um, I'm gonna put this. It wasn't like it didn't like shake me to the core. You know what I mean? It was it was it was fine. Right. So, so I wanted of, mm-hmm. I wanted Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But I got the Last Jedi. Yes, kind of like that. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of. Putting and I'm not it. comparing the story or anything else to the Last Jedi. I'm just saying that that feeling of them leaving us on a really really low point. Uh, Last Jedi is just like no, we're just gonna do this one more time. Yeah. Uh, that's the feeling it almost feels like like to your point that the volume one was leading up to a volume two that was the finale and then they that volume two so my i'll I'll buy into your conspiracy yeah i think that last scene in volume two lee and like we'll still talk about volume two here in a moment yeah yeah but that last scene at the cabin with hopper was like was like oh shit we got to film like a season ender because we're deciding to like extend this into season 5 so we need to film an extra scene so let's film this fucking scene where it's snowing and shit follow, follow me on this so after volume 1 came out yeah people were like will byers seems gayer yes that's right but <laughs> that, we should talk that's fair to we say. should talk about things that happened in volume 4 before we just we will uh but so Will Byers in Volume Two yeah. is now, there's now they're now they're heavily implying uh, something, and there's that scene with Jonathan in the fucking pizza restaurant uh, where he's just like, "It's cool to be gay," but he doesn't say that. I don't know why he can't just say that. Uh, but uh, that that pivot seems like like they didn't preload it into Volume One, but it's in Volume Two. Seemingly well, yeah, ap- yeah, there's man. a there's a scene in Volume. It's either two. Yeah, I think it's two. It's at the end where they're at like the dance, right? And um, Mike is dancing with L, and uh, Lucas is dancing with Mike. Uh, some random girl starts. Lucas da- is dancing with Max. Yeah, Max. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, some random girl I think starts dancing with Will, but the whole time you can only see Will look at Mike. Mike's the one that's staring at Will's lips all the time. <laughs> Mike's a fucking. We'll talk about Mike too, but okay. what else? Yeah, you want to get to what actually happens. Yeah, let's talk about two. the events of season four, volume two. Okay, so Eleven's at, got powers. Yeah, so Eleven gets her powers back. As we know, Vecna goes to the upside down. Uh, we get some confirmation of our theories also here, Lee. Uh, and, they immediately line up the series of events and confirm everything. Me and you were talking about. Yeah, she pretty uh, much which was very nice. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. pretty much passes out. Doctor Brenner assumes that Eleven is the one that killed everyone, and then he's right. like, "Wow, she's super powerful. Let's make her spy on the Russians." Which leads into the stuff before season one, where she is trying to spy on Russians. Uh, and well, then- you say that now, but then it's later revealed that <clears throat> Eleven is looking for one. R- well, yes. Yeah. Well, that, that was like, the implication. That, I don't know if it was ever confirmed. Yes, it wasn't confirmed. That was the implication. But at the same time, her mission was also to spy on Russians. Regardless, it leads into the events before season one, where she touches a demigorgon on the back. 
and that opens the first gate. Slaps uh, on the ass. Yeah. yeah, so that confirms your yours and mine timeline, which is great. So Eleven gets her powers back, and uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to, like... Lifts the hot tub up. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go save my friends, and Dr. Brenner's like, no can do. You're not powerful enough, so I'm going to keep you here against your will. Well, Eleven goes into the, like, the the watery black room and sees them making their plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fluff. That's fluff. So Dr. Yeah, Dr. Brenner's like, no no can do, Missy. Uh, you have to be more powerful. You have to spend more time in the hyperbolic time chamber and get Super Saiyan yeah. 2. Um, it's the only way to stop Cell. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Long story short, he drugs her. Uh, she she's in captivity, and the fucking place is swarmed by the fucking government. Yeah, the peop- the part of the military that assumes that Eleven is responsible for the like upside down and all these bad things happening, so they just straight up want to kill her, and they think that will close it. Um, Eleven escapes before they're able to capture her, and Doctor Brenner dies. She meets up with Mike, Will, Stoner, Dude, and Jonathan, and they. Well, I can't al- remember his name. Uh, Argyle. Is that? His- yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, something like that's that. That's his name now. Yeah, yeah so, as as I'm concerned. so uh, they fuck off to go meet everybody back in Hawkins, and that's basically right. their storyline up until they meet up in Hawkins. In the meantime, Hopper, Joyce, handsome Russian, Yuri, are uh, they escape from the prison where all the demigorgon stuff, uh, demigorgons, plural, were. Uh, guns. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, what do we do? We have to get back to Hawkins, but they have no they go real... go back to the prison. Yeah, they have no real way to do so. <laughs> and then they also realize, I forget how, maybe you can fill me in, but they realize that the kids are in trouble through somehow. They're like... Oh, oh, uh, oh fuck. Yeah, they, No, they call, they call America. Yeah, they call America, and America answers the phone, and they're like, hello, America yeah. here. America answers, hello, America. Yeah. Um, America here. Yeah, and they're like... America's like uh, the kids are in trouble. Like they get Paul Reiser's assistant, like or his his partner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and she's she's on the inside, knows that they're fucking yes. w- what they're doing with Levin and stuff. So yeah. their theory is we'll go back because it's, because the demigorgons work as a hive mind and they would be connected to the mind flare, yes. which is connected to Vecna. So they said if we kill all these demigorgons, it will reduce Vecna's power. Now, here's the most video game part of it is that there's these the swarming like uh b- b- like you can't you can't make sense of it. It's just like a swarming mass of of smoke or whatever it is. And then when they get back, it's like it's gone. And it's like, "Oh, it's gone inside of the demigorgons." So we have to kill them to kill it. Yes. And I'm like, yes, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you have a little tally in your top right that's like 0 out of 10 demigorgons. That was maybe better than any Resident Evil movie I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's barely any of it. Yeah. So they they you know they devise a trap to uh, essentially lure them all into the main court. Uh, I, I would call it what like a court field um, where yeah. they're having their initial the fight. Arena. Yeah, the arena, <laughs> if you will. Um, and they it works. Uh, they bring them all there, and then uh, Murray like uh, the, yeah the cool, torches them. Yeah, torches them with the flamethrower. Uh, and unless, but there's one left that's still alive, and once you know it, one of the swords from earlier when all the prisoners were fighting the demigorgon is that's right. Is Conan's sword? It's Conan the Barbarian sword. Yeah. <laughs> so, so David Harbor picks it up and uh, he does some Sifu shit. Uh, oh man, he hits every QTE here. Yeah, yeah, he does some slow mo. He's he's hitting right in the critical spots, playing some fucking Dead Space, taking off the limbs. 
Reed, hold on a second. I'm going to say something. What? David Harbour, Kratos. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it at all. <laughs> there's 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 potential in this dude though. He's he's kind of like a like a, I hate to make the comparison, but like a Ron Perlman. Yes, uh, like he was Hellboyly. Uh, yeah, he was in that terrible Hellboy movie. Uh, there was that story this week where he's just like he called Ryan Reynolds after Hellboy flopped. He's just like, hey man, you made a you also made a bad superhero movie. How did how did you cope? And it's just like fuck, poor. Poor David Harbour. He, you know what? He's gonna land on his feet. That guy. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because um, you could tell he gave a fuck. But yeah, so he he, oh, cu- well. he, he beats the shit out of this uh, Demi Gorgon. Cuts off his arm and shit, and then yeah. cuts off his head. And he s- fucking Mortal Kombat's it. Yeah, super hype. Uh, and then uh, once you know it, Yuri, who was the bad Russian, has a change of heart because handsome Russian talked to him. Um, picks the man him up of and many faces or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and they too are headed back to Hawkins. Meanwhile, in Hawkins, uh. Fuck, this is, like, the main story, so a lot of the finer details I am probably not remembering super correctly. But Let me set it up. Yeah, go for it. Here's the plan. Okay, so they figure out uh, that Vecna, like, where is Vecna in the Upside Down versus where is he in the real world? They know it's that weird haunted house uh, where that those, the murders took place, obviously, so they're going to go uh, try to uh, get him to, get like, come at Max... So that while he's doing that and concentrating on, like, fucking with her mind, uh, they can go find his physical body in the Upside Down and blast it with guns. And Molotovs. Yes. Uh, and then, so the idea will be that Dustin and Eddie uh, go into the Upside Down right at the portal and just make a distraction to pull the bats off of the house so that Steve, Nancy, and Robin, uh, loaded to the teeth, can go in there and beat the shit out of a, a turd man. Uh, Eleven... Uh, they're not going to make it back in time. Eleven's not going to make it back in time, so they decide to put Eleven in a salty tub at a pizza restaurant thanks to Argyle, who... Uh, Has the hookup. He gives the guy a joint, yeah. yeah. And the guy's just like, yeah, it's you, lock her up. Uh, I like I like that aspect of it because it's uh, meant to be... It's meant to be a joke, but also super real. I don't know how often how, how early you entered the workforce, man, but things used to be real laid back. Uh, when it came to, like, anything open late night, it was like, you're close for me? Yeah. Throw some of the keys. Uh, fucking crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, also, a uh, little detail you missed. Lucas, his sister, and Max are also at the actual real world of that creepy haunted house where all the murders yes, took Max place. Yes, is, Max is distracting him there. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so Lucas is, is, is just hanging with her. Yeah, to put and- on the music just in case she gets a little bit too far gone. And he's also making signals to his sister who is going to make signals to, like, uh, Eddie and, uh, what's his face? Dustin and shit. Yes. She's, uh, oh, no, they're, they're, uh, to Steve, Robin, and, uh, Nancy through lights. Right. Oh, right, right. Yes. Uh, by the tree, by the tree house, so they know when to enter the house. Uh, okay, so the, the jocks show up and start beating people up and waving guns around. Uh, and they're looking for Eddie, and he's um, and then Lucas is like, "I want it to be you." Now I don't want to be. And then when they're fighting, and they're fighting, and uh, meanwhile Max is being tormented by Vecna, and th- things are going bad. Uh, Levin's in the pizza shop. Uh, she is able to connect to the internet and uh, show up in this v- vision with Vecna and fight him through Max's dr- dream mind. Yeah, thing. dream it mind makes sense. It's, yeah. It, it made sense to me to us it, yeah. it's it's in line with what 11 has done um 
the part where, jumping a little ahead, uh, Max dies, uh, and Eleven brings her back to life, and I'm using air quotes, uh, she restarts her heart, but leaves her in a coma with blindness and broken bones, uh, she's a- able to do that as well from the pizza cooler, uh, which is pretty miraculous. Like, in terms of a revive perk, uh, you gotta take that one. To be able yeah. to revive someone anywhere on the map? Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, That's wild. Specifically, what happens here is uh, basically Vecna gets the upper hand on Eleven and is able to incapacitate her enough to start putting the works on Max and really hurt Max. <laughs> Like yes. to the sec to almost to the point where he is able to kill her because at this point remember the jock is fighting Lucas and breaks the music so there's no way to pull Max back out of it it's all yeah. on eleven no, Max Max full on dies yeah so uh, she and, full yeah. on dies before eleven resurrects her but the death still counts because as the kids speculated earlier Vecna needed to get four deaths essentially to open his giant fuck you gate. Uh, Max dying technically counted for that, if you yeah, will. It's like, a, it's like a Harry Potter Horcrux. Yeah, it's kind of like a glitch in a, in a game where like a NPC instantly revives, but you still got the kill for it. Um, <laughs> so the so <laughs> as soon as that happens, the giant gate starts opening in town, right through the middle, splitting giant craters. Coincidentally enough. The bully jock, Jason, who was just fighting Lucas, who got knocked down, yeah. it goes right through his body and va- like evaporates him in like two seconds, and we instantly move on. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about Jason for a second? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, and the, just, uh, yeah, just do two seconds. And then also yeah, the- I got two seconds on Jason, I got two seconds for the town. There's a satanic panic uh, storyline that, ha- that starts in volume one that I didn't entirely mind, but they... Don't go anywhere with it. In the, it they, there's a town hall meeting where like Jason whips everybody. He cuts a promo. Yeah, like, we gotta kill kids, and everybody's like, yeah. yeah! And then <laughs> I'm and gonna then go every, buy some guns. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, let's go do it. And then for like, and then the only actual other like town chasing kids scene we got after that was one guy walking his dog who sees like the girl walking, like the sister walking up the slide. And then he just, like, walks off screen, and then the jocks show up. Like, it's just the jocks, specifically yeah, Jason. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. Yeah, the two then, most racist. Yeah, and then, no, what? The jock has never been racist. He's just, like, kind of crazy. He's got a look. He's got a look about him. No, he's not. Billy's racist, and we'll talk about that shit, and that's what I want to get into. But, so the jock, yeah, he's all pissed off and stuff, and then he just gets evaporated in two seconds. I don't know. And I was talking about this off stream, um, but... It felt like the whole like angry town mob slash jock storyline felt a little um, like the payoff wasn't nearly as good as the buildup. It, it didn't feel like it had a satisfactory ending. I just him I don't getting need zapped. He, yeah hero Eddie's uh, dead flaming body. Uh, like I don't need I so let's talk about we have to talk about Eddie then because the whole point of the angry mob is they're looking for Eddie who is been right but you the, never the murders see the angry mob yeah. go after eddie it's just no. the jocks but the jocks could have just been replaced by generic police force you know what i mean yeah and the jocks too have the connection to the the first who is murdered uh in that it's jason's girlfriend and then why was she with eddie and he's got like a personal chip on his shoulder and he's lost he's lost his mind he's he's scrambled his cookies a little bit right uh I, so and i probably wouldn't yeah. have felt so poorly about this just if 
the jock storyline felt a little bit more fulfilled and we had a little bit more representation of that town actively searching for and seeking out these kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these, yep. these kids, tur- yeah, these kids turn a quarter in town and a bunch of adults see them and they start walking their way, you know what I mean? Menacingly or like, you know, like people chase them out of town sort of thing. Like it just should be shit like that. We talked about uh, the idea that Dustin and Eddie do their d- distraction and we'll talk about that in a second, but that they come back through the upside down and they go to the house and that Eddie confronts Jason and during right. the, the fight, uh, Eddie could, could be, if you have to kill the man. Uh, he could be shot yes, in that. It's, it's uh, so strange that the whole point of Jason's storyline is that he's searching for Eddie because he believes Eddie's the one that killed his friend. And he and never his sees Eddie once. And then he never sees like he never sees Eddie once. Uh, like the whole crux of his character is the confrontation with Eddie. So to have did not have that before his death, I think that's like thank you for mentioning that. That's probably what is leaving a sour taste in my mouth. Is that yeah. his storyline is unsatisfying. Yeah, it's is literally incomplete and unsatisfying because he, he didn't get to do the crux, the whole point of his character. Yeah. It's um, also uh Jason like Jason dies, uh and it's like a, I clapped uh when he got burned. Yeah. But he he didn't necessarily deserve to like right. no one is beyond redemption in Stranger Things. Right. And th- and uh, that's the thing that's the thing I want to talk to you about is that there's a very vocal online community that's like Jason's the worst because he's like indirectly responsible for Max's death, but yes. let's let's look at the facts plainly here, Lee. Okay, he's religious. Uh-huh. He's he's religious. We learned this yeah, oh, at the yeah. beginning of the season. Okay, we know that he's religious. We know that he already has a distaste for Eddie because he said he calls him a freak because Eddie is weird, and we know that it's a satanic panic right now, right? Yeah. So next thing he knows, his also deeply religious girlfriend. Dies in his, the freak's house buying drugs. Okay, like he doesn't even know the drugs part yet, but she dies in Eddie's house, the freak's house, and he knows that she died horrifically and fucking weirdly. So, like, he's like he's completely distraught. He doesn't know what to think. The only thing he can think in his head, and everybody's telling him the same thing, is that Eddie killed her, and like probably through some weird twisted shit because he's a freak. Yeah, uh, and then it only gets further solidified when they find him again, and it happens again to his friend right in front of him. Yeah, and it's and like anybody who he saw busts that, into a haunted house and sees a girl sitting there with her eyes rolling back in her head, and like yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And then the third yeah. time he sees a a kid floating up with friends of Eddie, and like all of this stuff is just further reinforcing in his head what he thinks is happening. So like, and then he dies. Yeah, and then but we've known from before <laughs> that he's like he's not a racist because he like he has continually talked to uh like his entire team, everybody looks up to him as as a as a leader, as a as a person of inspiration. Uh we know that he like like had community ties and all this stuff and he, like 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 we said he was driven by grief and and anger and and being legitimately crazed by like these wild things happening. Now let's talk about Billy, okay? Listen, they don't <laughs> always do a scene in Stranger Things where someone walks into the forest and then scr- like does a guttural scream. What was the line from uh, Daredevil? Oh, where he's like, "Sometimes I find <laughs> what I need. It's a primal scream." <laughs> yeah, uh, they, the primal scream. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Jason went out into the woods and had a primal scream. Anything he does after that is 
uh, uh, has a bent yeah, of Memphis. Yeah, I think there's, like, two scenes missing for Jason, which is what, like you said, there should have been a scene where he goes into, like, maybe Eddie's trailer or he goes into the woods and he, you know, he screams, he cries, something to show that he's, like, not all they right. They did. They did do that. They it's did? volume one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. After the cops uh, leave when they're at the, the clubhouse there and they let him know she's dead or whatever, he goes into the woods and has a good scream. Oh, well, never mind then. But, yeah, they also yeah. need that yeah. Eddie confrontation. So yeah. like it's anyway. Let's it's, talk about Eddie. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Billy quick in regards to Jason. Okay, sure. So everybody, Tell me all about- yeah, everybody's like, oh, Jason's the worst character. He's a piece of shit. Uh, but we love Billy. Billy's awesome. When like we like when Billy wasn't possessed, he was literally racist. Like he was like, don't fucking hang out with Lucas because he's black. Uh, he tried to run over children with his car. Uh, he tried to fucking kill people Steve. like a bad boy. Reed, he I don't know what to, to tell you. Kill Steve Harrington and like intimidate <laughs> a group of nine year olds, like, <laughs> like, like just a horrible. And I get that like his dad was a piece of shit, but that doesn't excuse his horrible, horrible behavior. Right. Uh, uh, so, but he gets a pass lead because he's super good looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Jason's got. They they know what they were doing with Jason. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. People were gonna yeah. hate him. Anyway, uh, do you know who people love? Eddie. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Billy as a character. He's he serves his purpose, and Jason as well. Jason, though, like Billy, feels at least like a you, you. You took him away, but that's okay. There's like there's a character arc to Billy that you didn't need need to explore. You didn't want to explore. It's gone. But Jason feels like he got a fucking short straw on this one, man. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Eddie is gonna do his distraction. He gets on the roof of this trailer in the Upside Down. He starts playing fucking Master of Puppets. Uh, and, Reed, the other day we were talking about you eating a bag of Skittles. We, the, the needs the lore. Yeah, we, we were talking about the whole JoJo and Skittles. Yeah, and I was like, uh, you, your, stand, your stand would be you just eat the whole bag of Skittles. No, and Taste the like, Rainbow. Taste the Rainbow. I'm like, well, it's got to be a song. And you're like, Rainbow in the Dark. We immediately <laughs> look up the lyrics and, and like, fucking listen to Rainbow in the Dark. And we're like, holy shit. Uh, throw a rock and hit a better song for this scene than Master of Puppets. I get it. Vecna's got like strings and he's playing these kids like puppets. But fuck, did Metallica not need the Kate Bush push uh, that you gave them? Uh, they're thrilled because all the fucking Zoomers now are listening to Metallica. Uh, so I look forward to TikToks for the next 18 months featuring fucking like Enter Sandman and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seemed out of character for Eddie who seemed like more of an Iron Maiden type or, or like more of that. Like I consider Metallica to be yeah, like, like not if, that. <laughs> if I looked at Eddie, I'd be like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Sure. Black Sabbath. Yeah. Black Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so we, we then theorized that because there's such a heavy synth part at the beginning of Rainbow in the Dark. Go read the lyrics to Rainbow in the Dark. It's about a guy fighting bats in the Upside Down. It just is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's it uh, literally the opening line is when there's lightning, okay? Yeah. And then there's lightning. When there, it like, always the, brings me down, <laughs> upside down. Like, come it on. It always brings me down. Uh, we, we theorized that Dustin should have just a couple five-second throwaways where his mom's trying to get him to take piano lessons. Uh, and then he doesn't want to play in front of his fan, his friends, because he thinks it's super lame. But then uh, he plays alongside Eddie on a guitar. Yeah, Eddie shows him uh, a guitar in a flashback, and he's like, "It's cool, man. Trust me." Yeah. So Eddie's arc uh, at the end here in Volume Two seems to be the thing that leads to Eddie's death is he doesn't he ran away 
when uh, Chrissy, Christy, Chrissy, right, and this Chrissy. is the part that bugs me. It bugs both of us because he already redeemed himself when he jumped into the fucking lake. Yeah, to rescue Steve and Robin yeah. and um, and, and, I, and I he guess, does. Yeah, and I guess yeah. some people could be like, well, you know, he didn't want to just be out there by himself, and it's like, no, that's kind of ridiculous because they're going to like an altered dimension and instantly tries to help fight bats with the with the paddle and shit. Yeah, um, yeah. And, they also catch him up on the happenings of Stranger Things, and he bu- he buys right in. He he trusts them implicitly. Yeah, and uh, and the whole <laughs> and the whole the whole like theme of like I didn't run away. Like, like I don't understand the concept. Like running away makes sense when someone's in danger and you didn't help them, sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing Eddie could have done, or he tried all he could have done, even to help Chrissy. Yeah, and she flew up to the fucking roof, and a gate opened. Like, like what was he going to do? Like, like what was he going to do? Like, you're not a coward for running away from like police who are going to throw you in jail for the rest of your life. Like, like well, that would be that's that's the running away that he's talking about. Would right, be but that th- that's he survives ridiculous. and then turns himself into the cops. That but, would be him redeeming, running away, and not telling people about Chrissy and just leaving. Versus calling the police and, and facing the music. Right, right. That's, what, he, he, that's what he's talking about. Right, but. but he never explicitly says, like, I feel guilty for not, like, telling the police about Chrissy. Like, No, he it, said he ran away. Yeah, which he is just like, said, I ran away. Bro, but, we, we but forgive like, you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, from, like, what? Like, like you ran away so you wouldn't go to jail for the rest of your life? It just, if it didn't feel like, I don't know. It, it felt like a silly kind of thing to, like, be hung up about. But I guess I'm not Eddie. Uh, no, the the whole Ed, Eddie's wanted uh, storyline because he's just missing and he's a suspect in the murder. So it's, it's like it's suspicious no matter what. Like y- he's your lead suspect. He was there when the murder happened, and you can't you can't find him. You can't talk to him. That's going to keep you suspicious, sure, and have people drawing devils on you even after you've passed away. There's a scene afterwards. Everything happens. I mean, well, let's just say it. Uh, they they get the upper hand with the uh, Hopper killing the Demogorgon and uh, Eleven helping and. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. They uh, do a good number on Vecna. They set him on fire. They kick him out a window. Uh, but lo and behold, he disappears, Mike Myers style. And uh, there's there's some money shots here with with Nancy just cocking a shotgun and shooting a man. Uh, everybody else survives. Uh, they keep everybody around. We talked about uh, Steve's character arc kind of coming, like, to, to a... It's, it's kind of complete, and that you could, with the relationship between Eddie and Dustin that's established in the season four, uh, Steve could have been the one to take that Eddie death here instead. In yes. any way you see fit, because his character is, like, he, he's, he's, complete. he's come full circle. Yeah. Uh, he has that scene with Nancy, and then Nancy's with Jonathan at the end, and everything's kind of, you know, neatly stored away. Steve yeah. could have been the one to go, and Eddie fills that spot. Yeah, but, I think yeah. Uh, what they could have done and i i definitely agree with you i think eddie should have stuck around and steve should have died just because and like, I, let's let's be fair i love steve harrington oh, I, I, love I wish steve. he's, he's yeah. around to the very last scene of the of the show but i think but it would have had to kill somebody yeah, yeah i think it would have been super like i hate the word to use the word powerful but powerful um like for example if they're throwing molotovs and shooting uh vecna like if nancy's gun stalls or something and they don't have any weapons anymore uh, and it's just Steve with the axe, right? So he like yeah. stays behind so they can escape and go. Uh, and 
like him attacking Vecna forces all the bats to go off Eddie and uh, go back to Vecna sort of thing. Um, yeah. Because that's, just that was the whole Steve point of the distraction was to take Plunging an the, axe into a yeah. flaming Vecna flying through the window. Yeah, Steve exactly. Dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the whole point of the bats was like to protect Vecna and Eddie and uh, Dustin are safe, like are distracting the bats. So as soon as Steve like attacks Vecna, they should go back to Vecna. Anyway. Steve. It's messy because Eddie cuts the rope so that Dustin can't get back into the upside down, but Dustin gets back into the upside down anyways and injures his leg. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately runs back up to Eddie, uh, who has been eaten by bats. And I guess the bats are uh, they're satiated and they're heading back to the haunted house so Dustin and Eddie can have a scene. And then Eddie is just presumably left in the upside yeah, down. Yeah, there's like a weird. lot of people that are like, Eddie's alive, like for some reason and stuff like that. And it's like, ah, no, he's probably dead, homie. They could bring him back. He could be, if there's enough fan outcry, they could write him in as like an evil ash. Yeah, like they a, could definitely like, do like a, like a guilt trip thing in season five where like the, like the, upside down version of bar bob and eddie like show and billy and eddie show up and they're all like oh you know what they should just show up living in the town like nothing's wrong oh shit yeah and people were like oh my god thank god you're back but all the kids know better yeah and he ends up in like uh incarcerated and then he like becomes a monster and kills all right the he affects everybody at the police station yeah. at night yeah that's now we're just talking about peacemaker yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we were just talking about yeah exactly it's all praying mantises um so anyway basically yeah vecna disappears also vecna when he's talking to l uh you kind of get like and this is like a lot of people are are on debate about what exactly how they interpret this scene but you get another scene of when one slash henry slash vecna first entered the upside down when they were banished by 11 uh, yeah. they, they're kind of just wandering around this 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 lawless uh, place. It's formless, and they came yeah. across chaotic like final level of a Final yeah, Fantasy. They game. came across like a bunch of wind, and he puts up his hand, mm. and when he puts up the hand, the wind forms into the mind flare. Yeah. So a lot of people like there's a few way. I in my opinion, there's three ways to interpret this. One. The, that wind was always the mind flare and Henry simply approaching and lifting his hand is him trying to communicate with it. Thus, the mind flare forms into a physical form to communicate with Henry. And then it Henry. gives him like – and then they, like then give him shit? And, yeah, and I'm, yeah that's, I'm explaining the three things. And then from there, yeah. they form a pact, like a partnership, if you will. The second interpretation is it's a formless, massless chaos like thing. And it's not until Henry slash Vecna slash one shows up and lifts his hand that he defines the mind flare, creating it himself before absorbing it into himself, kind of. Yes. Or uh, three, like the mind flare is always there. And you know what you just described, right? What is Genova from Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It's, it's Sephiroth meeting Genova and pulling her off that pedestal. Yes, but, but always having that power in him. So you're, it's like they're one in the same, right? Yeah, yeah, he calls yeah, his yeah. That could be yeah. like the third interpretation, basically. So personally, I think that the mind flare is probably still <laughs> going to be the big bad. I want. I would like to think that they formed a partnership more than anything. It was kind of like sure. they shook hands and they're like, "Hi, I'm Vecna, and mind flare is hi, I'm the mind flare. Like we both want the same thing, kind of." Like yeah. you, you ate humanity, and I want to uh, 
like bring my dimension over there. So let's do it. Um, and that brings so me to another. Yeah, yeah. That brings me to another point that is not touched upon at all in the volume two, and that was at the revelation at the end of volume one that the upside down that the one that we know that we see all the kids go into all the time has frozen in time when the first gate was opened before. Yes. just before season one. Like it, it abs- like it does fucking absolutely nothing in volume two. Like like no, there's, there's but no it leads point. to my my theory that. Uh, the wor- that the world of Stranger Things will be reset to when and, the gate opened at I, the end of the show. And I fucking hate that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's probably what's going to happen. Yes. Eleven's going to sacrifice so, herself like, to reset the world. So it's Barb's not. Back. Yeah, it's not touched upon at all. Like, like the being frozen at that point in time or anything like that. Like, there's no explanation given to that. There's no real reason why it couldn't just be like current day, but the upside down, unless, like you said. So Lee has Lee has a fucking theory, right, people? Yeah, I do. Where at the end of season five, essentially, Eleven's going to use some bullshittery to bring everybody back in the point. She of created time. the upside down. She undoes it. Yeah, undoes sets, it. Sets it back to when it was created. So nobody, that the real world has been the upside down this yeah, whole time. Nobody and that will, the upside down is the frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will have their memories of anything that happened. All their right. character development, all of yes. their experience. Steve goes back to being an asshole. Yeah. We'll go back to nothing. Steve will be an a- Maybe Steve will have like that scene where he's like, hey, you know what, guys? Leave him alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> like the Donnie Darko change of heart after the, the world is reset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it'll have like very subtle changes, but I personally, I fucking hate that. I think that's such a, it's the equivalent of it was all a dream. It's well, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's bittersweet. Cause like great. They can all have normal lives now, but like also yes. at the same time, like now they're not friends. Like now but they think about the grief. Eleven's going to feel when she has forced her friend to live in the state that she has. That's, I think that's a big part yeah, of it. And also, that's, yeah, they that's did a lot of the, yeah. And that's going to be the catalyst for it is yeah. Eleven's going to be like to the gang, like I can send us all back and like I'll save Max, but like none of you will remember it. Like you'll never – like you won't remember you know what's gonna happen. Max. You won't remember me. Is that at the very, very end we're going to get CGI Robert Zemeckis, Mike, and he's going to be laying in bed and his, his, his lamp is going to flash and then credits. Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> The guy who's making all the Polar Express, like, okay, so they do, they do Eleven's, they do Young Eleven here. They do some scenes where she's a little girl, but it's the 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 modern actress's face. Put, have you noticed that? Yeah, that was a big part of my thing. Where they're like, oh, they're gonna do that to all the actors, and they're gonna make them like kids again. And the the, the last scene will just be, it's we're back, we're back where we were. Like after all these character revelations and all like that, we're just gonna take it away. That's my theory. We gotta wrap it up though, Reed. We're hitting. Hitting the top of a of a sound file here, unless you would like me to stop and we'll keep going afterwards. No, no, it's all it's all good. I think it's a fine fine point. Do you have any uh, uh, predictions for the finale? Uh, big Avengers fight. Um. <laughs> it, like Stranger Things doesn't need that. It's it's that's not its strength. But it's opinion. gonna have uh, that probably. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think well, you're we'll gonna have you're gonna have Beckner. demons pouring into the real world. And yeah, then, like, we'll, we'll have a little <laughs> yeah. bit of Vecna. We'll have like Eleven being like, and being like, "You never wanted to be controlled, Henry." And Henry's like, "No," and then he's like, "But you're still <laughs> being controlled by the mind flare." And he's like, 
no, I'm in control. And then Eleven's like, no, you're not. And he's like, wah, then he gets blown up. He explodes. Yeah, you know, okay, okay, okay. Remember the elusive man at the end of Mass Effect 3? Sure. And how he's like, he's like, no, we got to stop the Reapers. And you're like, you're already indoctrinated. That's sure. that, that's going to be Vecna in season five. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't see a Vecna, Darth Vader change of heart at the end here. I think Vecna's... Vecna's just going down with the ship. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying change of heart. There's nothing I'm in his saying. character to... No, yeah, but there's nothing in, like, the, the setup of the character to say that there's a, a, a redeeming aspect about him. He's a, a fucking villain, so... Uh, yeah. 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 And then Star Wars has, has done nothing but go, go on to be like, no, Darth Vader's... Uh, you know, he may have killed a bunch of kids, but, you know, there's a, there's a tragic... <laughs> there's a tragic character there. Yeah. Uh, Reed, thank you for joining me for the Stranger Things cast. Uh, this has been this has been fun. Uh, I'm gonna go make some breakfast. Jesus Christ! Why did we decide to do these so early? But they're fun. Uh, let's play some video games this weekend, everybody. What uh, what do you got on the uh, on your to do list, Reed? I still gotta stream and play Final Fantasy VII remake. Then probably just you know some COD with the boys. Got to golf tomorrow. Stuff like that. There you go. Bonestorm Dorse on YouTube to catch the vods of those, uh, and then Ray Ray Oren on Twitch to watch it live. How is Final Fantasy? Did you get to the DLC yet, or you're like working up to it? No, no, I'm still playing the main story. There you go. How is yeah. it? Still good? Oh yeah. Ghosts are awful. Yeah, ghosts are still the worst part. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so at Titsburg, uh, Titsburg, Jesus Christ, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Lee at tizzyiceberg.com is our email address. Send us questions, topics, whatever you find interesting. If we find interesting, might include it on the show. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, this has been the Public Beta Podcast. Thank you all for sticking with us. We'll talk to you again next week. This is the end, Kaiba. Public Beta Podcast. Attack their life points directly. <laughs>